0: this episode of the Idea Climbing podcast, I discuss how to craft that one marketing sentence that will get and keep the attention of your ideal client. My guest is serial entrepreneur, Joe Martin. Topics include how to convert website viewers into clients, how to create relationship-based conversations that will lead to referrals, common marketing mistakes to avoid, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the importance, the importance that one sentence can make in your messaging, marketing, and communication. And my guest is Joe Martin, a Chicago-based entrepreneur and advocate for happier workplaces. He has built and exited two companies, while his innovative ideas around work-life balance has been featured on WGN, Fox, and the TEDx stage. Thank you for being here, Joe. I appreciate you making the time.
1: Mark, I appreciate you as a human. Thanks for doing this and helping to spread the good word.
0: Thank you so much for that compliment. I'll take it. We're going to talk about why can one sentence be so important. What I'd like to start with though is what's the story there? How did you figure that out? Because it's so concise and such a niche area. How did you figure (laughs) out that one sentence can change everything?
1: Man, uh, what's weird is that my degree and what I went to school for was actually around design and not around copywriting at all. But over the years uh, running a design agency is that I, I first started off with a full you know marketing agency building websites doing brands and one of the things that was i was this big holdup was the copy and i hated the way that copy ruined my designs mark ruined i'd build this beautiful looking site and i'd hand it over and say here you go here everything looks so great and i'd give them a spot to put in two sentences and then I'd go back and look at the site and they put in two paragraphs. And I was like, that's not what goes there. That's not. But I, 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 didn't know how to, I didn't know how to articulate that. And so I kept chasing it down to mm-hmm. what, what does it mean? How do I get there? And so I started looking further into conversion rate optimization of then how do I get someone to take an action on this website? How do I actually make this website profitable? And that led me down to real understanding, well, who is the person and what action do you want them to take? And then around that comes down to, well, now what do we need to say to get them to take that action?
0: And How do you decide who that, that person is? That sounds like it's so important. It could be so many different target markets. How do you decide on who the person you want to talk to is?
1: Mark, Mark, a fine question, a fine one, sir. Uh, we get that one a lot. Uh, we also get a lot of pushback on people saying, well, I don't have just one customer. I have more than one. So the idea is, yes, we'll have more than one. We're just going to pick one to start. And the one that I want to pick is the one that you can actually get to. It's the one that has the best referral network. It's the one who's going to spend the most money with you. It's the one who's going to tell all their friends about you. And at the end of the day, it's the one that you actually want to work with. Who, who do you actually help best? Let's figure that out. Stop trying to just take advantage of people. And who is the person that you work best with, that your services or your product is the best for? And let's design it for them. And let's just start there. Just build it for one person first. Then we can go after everyone. Promise.
0: I would guess they usually end up sticking with mostly that one person, or do they go after everyone afterwards?
1: Uh, I've yet to work with a client that has enough of the systems in place to fully win one customer.
0: And how do you focus on one person?
1: Uh, really digging in one of the, it's funny, I was just at a conference recently and a person at the conference knew about what I did and he was like, Joe, Joe, come on, test me, test me. See see if I know my stuff, because I know my stuff. And I was like, okay, who, who's your target customer? And he's like, uh, it's a male who's 40 to, and as soon as he said forty two. to, Whatever his answer was from there was wrong. It's too big. 40 to 50 is too big. 40 to 45 is too big. I need to know your target customer is 42 years old. Exactly how old is this person? And that's one of the moments that when I make people go through and pick a single year, that they have this little light switch moment of, oh, oh, you, you really meant just one person. And yes. Yes, we need to start with just one person to figure out what do they really care about? And then we know what to say. This, this, Mark, this is the whole reason business owners are so good at selling because they can talk to the person and then position the messaging right when they talk to them. This is why a lot of business owners like, man, I do so well at selling, no one else can. And it's because they can adapt the conversation to that person. Other people have a hard time doing that. And sort of this, we just need to start with that conversation for that one person. Let's just figure out what we need to say to them.
0: Well, when you would want to adapt a conversation to one person, tell me if I'm on point here and explain it a little bit more. But it sounds like it's a situation where you're listening more than you're talking. Would that be true?
1: A little bit. Yes. Yes. And that's to start, we need to we need to know what problem they really have. What, this is my favorite one. This is my little Chicagoism here, Mark. I think you'll like this. Uh, the way this sales conversation should go is hey this is the problem you have we solve that problem this is how we do it will you say that again
0: just to drive it home
1: yeah just one two three it should be number one this is the problem you have number two hey we solved that specific problem and then number three is this is how we do it but everyone loves chicago so much mark that they love to go with a three one two they love to start with, this is how we do it. This is what it is. Do you want to buy? They're like, oh, you haven't even talked about a problem you're solving for me yet, or what my solution is. And so we got to start with that problem, then talk about the solution.
0: So when you get someone's attention, what's the next part of the conversation? you figured out their problem. You think you've explained how you can solve it. What happens after that?
1: Uh, and most times, this is where websites have taken a change. Uh, websites originally were digital storefronts. Mm -hmm. You had your physical store. Now here's our digital store. Come on in, shop around, pick out what you like. What we've seen is the change is now the highest converting websites act more like a digital salesperson than they do a digital store. And so it's really figuring out what do we need to say to get that person to take the next action so again we'll bring it back to conversion rate optimization what action do i need them to take and as we've been trying to adopt these cro principles to service-based industries the majority of the time the next action they need to get on the phone they need to talk to someone and so if that's what the next thing is they need to do let's make that first call to action schedule a call let's not have that first button say uh, our services Let's not have that first button say, learn more. Oh, Oh, Mm -hmm. tell them, tell them exactly what we want them to do. What I want you to do is schedule a call. This is what we do. This is why you want to work with us. This is the action I want you to take.
0: So it all becomes action oriented, not, Oh, look at me. Look at how great we are. It's all about getting them to take an action. If I hear you right.
1: Uh, Unless you can point me to a target customer that says, man, I'd love to spend 20 minutes just clicking around this website (laughs) and reading everything they've written. If you can show me that customer, then yes, I will build a beautiful website that's meant for that person to hang out for 20 minutes. But in service-based businesses, a lot of the times, this person is in a hurry. They want to know that you can do exactly what they need. That's where we just need to say, I solve this problem for you. So when they get to that page, they say, ah, that's the problem. That's the big thorn in my side that's the thing that's hurting me thank you yes help me solve this but a lot of times people leave with that value they don't talk about that thorn that's up here instead they talk about the thing that's down here or they talk about something that's not even bothering the person and they just try to say hey we're going to help you grow your business yeah yeah Growing growing my business isn't a thorn. I have a thorn specifically with capacity. I have a thorn specifically around my revenue generation and sales and incoming. I wouldn't say I necessarily have the problem with growth. There's more specific things. And that's where we just need to get more targeted to really speak to that person. And it's crazy because once we pick that person, Mark, I compare yeah. it I compare it to a love song a lot of times. And that Adele didn't write a love song for a million people. She wrote it for one, but a million people still connect with it when they hear it. And that's what the messaging needs to do. It needs to be so specific that when other people hear it, they still connect with it in their own way.
0: Did you always operate under this thorn in your side theory that you just mentioned, or did you discover it along the way? Was it just innate? That's what just what you did and now you teach it? How did you discover it and when?
1: Uh, discovered along the way, further into the conversion rate optimization principles, Mm-hmm. of this simple idea of talk about something they want to talk about. And, the, and an example I have is we worked with a financial consulting company that was having a problem getting people on the phone because who the hell wants to talk about finance? What business owner says, yeah, I'd like to dump all my financial problems on someone. Yeah. And so uh, the first sentence on their website was uh, transforming obstacles into opportunities. Which just is so vague. It's just so vague, it means nothing. And this is what we see a lot of people do is they try and write brand copywriting on their website. They try and lead with a tagline or something catchy. But I don't need a tagline or something catchy when they get to your website. I need them to do something. In order to make them do something, I need to explain what this is and why they want to take action. And so with that in mind, we change that company's first sentence from transforming obstacles into opportunities to prepare your cannabis businesses for investors and this was because their target customer one of the thorns in that person's side is they're getting calls every day from people that say we want to invest in your grow facility we want to invest in your dispensary and they keep saying ah shit i don't have all that stuff together you got to even be able to have that conversation with you and so how do we start to position you to have the conversation that person wants to have
0: Well, I think one thing that we're talking about here, if not, I'd like to talk about is the no like and trust cycle. And it has some, it has, in your case, it's getting started online with a website. There's a call to action, but as far as no like, and then ultimately trust, how can you accelerate that cycle and build into trust, especially if it's starting online and it's not face-to-face? Yes,
1: Mr. Carter, (laughs) let's talk about trust. Uh, One of my favorite things. So when we look at the, the psychological components behind trust, trust is actually broken into three primary characteristics, character, competence, and common goal. So the way we look at this on a website, character, what does a website look like? How is it dressed? Does it look like someone trying to sell me a $50,000 product while they're wearing overalls? Does it, does it match? Is the character what I'd expect to feel when I interact with that page? That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so character and then competence around competence. It's whether or not I believe you can do what you say you can do. The last one is common goal. And this one gets skipped a lot. And it's this belief that you want to provide me with a great service or product as much as I want to receive a great product or service mm. from you. Okay. And that one gets skipped all the time of how do we make sure common goal comes across? But what we see people do is they lean heavy into competence. Sorry for the finger. Uh, They lean heavy into the competence one of just saying like, yeah, here's here's a bunch of logos of companies we've worked with. Here's some testimonials. Here's some ratings. Competence, competence, competence. And before you know it, you look like an as seen on TV ad where now all of a sudden here's 50 people that lost a thousand pounds And you're left questioning with this much proof, do I really trust you? And so it's looking, how do I balance this in a conversation between character, competence, and common goal? Because all three of those need to feel aligned and feel like they're together. And so it's something we're very careful about when we look at those online conversations.
0: You explain common goal a little bit more. How do you figure that out?
1: Uh, There's things in our questioning that give us some insight as to what does this person feel and connect with? One of my favorite ones is we ask, uh, what is your one target customer? What are five things that make them happy? And don't just say they're kids. Specifically, (laughs) what what are they doing? And so just recently worked with a company that one of the things he said that their target customer is most proud of is that they were able to build this company and have thousands of people employed. So with that, we have a spot on the new website with a little letter from the founder, So they can see the person behind it, get a little bit of that common goal. It has the founder's signature for some of that feeling. And inside that letter, we have the founder talking about how he is proud that he's created this company with a thousand people in it. So creating that little letter. So when they're reading it from the CEO, it's something they're also proud of. And they can say, oh, I share this. I share this with you. I share that goal.
0: So it becomes a powerful common ground. Would that be correct?
1: That would be correct. Yes. Yes.
0: So once you find a common ground, you start the conversation with people, how you keep a conversation going and build it into a relationship and possibly even referrals. So it's not just, okay, we did this one thing for you, we solved the problem, bye-bye, but actually building a relationship with somebody.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a step that I still have yet to see so many organizations do. And it's called, uh, it's such a just stupid name, but it's just called the customer journey map. I'm sure you've heard of this, Mark. Yeah. It's just, what is what is the journey the customer takes? But holy shit, is that thing important? Uh, the companies we work with that don't have those steps listed out. And again, this is where we need to start with one target customer. Because I need to know every step this person takes with your company. From first finding out about you, to paying you, to telling 10 friends. What does that look like? Because exactly what you're talking about, that, that relationship mm-hmm. mark We need to look at that customer journey map, all of those steps and see how is it being nurtured? What are we saying? And at what point in the conversation, are we just repeating ourselves? Because we don't know what to say. If they schedule a time with us, what does that automatic email say to them Mm -hmm. that then I'm going to say to them next? And so once we figure out that one person, we put it on that customer journey map, and now we can look at what do we need to say to get you to give us that referral. What do we need to do once this job is done? What what questions do I need to ask back here at the beginning to make sure that we're ready by the time we get to that point? So I would say the biggest thing is focusing on that customer journey map, having each step that someone takes. These are your agreements. These are each one of your tiny agreements that says, if I do this as a business, this customer will give me money. I need those agreements written down. They can't just be inside of the business owner's head. I need that map to look at what those conversations need to be.
0: Well, on the journey, what are some ways that, because the nurturing is so important for any relationship, no like and trust, customer journey, customer map, whatever you might want to call it. What are some ways that you can nurture a relationship?
1: Uh, I love email marketing, which goes kind of underutilized a lot of times. Uh, I like long drip campaigns. Let's set up a three, six or nine month Trip campaign that then sends someone an email that much time later to remind them about something. Uh, I'm a huge fan of video email marketing as well. Uh, they don't pay me, but I love a service called BombBomb. Been using video email for a while to just give a little more of that personalization and that touch. That there's there's ways to create personalization without needing it to be coming directly from a person every time. And I think companies get confused because we hear the term personalization. And too many companies seem to mistake that for thinking they should just put my name at the top of an email. That's not personalization. Uh, Personalization is saying the right thing to the right person at the right time. That's personalized. And so a lot of times we're helping companies do with these sites is personalize it.
0: Okay, big question. How do you know what the right thing to say is? You could say so much.
1: Mm. Uh, We have to start with what problems do they have? So a lot of the times when we're working with companies, I don't want to go interview your current customers because the data from your current customers is already dirty. They were they were already sold in on some kind of sales narrative, intentional or unintentional on your part. And they're just going to be regurgitating that back to me in a lot of times. So I want to start with this fresh relationship of, hey, owner, hey, founder, who did you build this for? Who is that target customer that you started with? And let's figure out from there, kind of how we're going to get to them. And then let's figure out what problems they're having. And then let's start with, okay, if they have that problem, this is what we should say about that problem. So what we find is that by the time we write a first sentence, we're helping a company get about 80% of the way there, but then it's testing, it's talking to customers, it's getting some of that research. It's asking people, why did you choose to work with us and getting some of those answers back from them and hearing that data and then using that to refine messaging in the future. Uh, Messaging, just like anything else, it's a moving component. Mm -hmm. It, It should never stay stagnant for too long, and it's gonna change based on the medium, where it is, when it is.
0: Well, we've covered a lot in a short period of time. Someone's watching or listening and you were saying they wanna get clear with their communication, that one sentence and just clear communication overall. What would you say is one thing, if, if they did nothing else to get started, what one thing would you say, if nothing else, at least start doing this to get clear with your communication? What would they, what would Ooh.
1: you tell them to do? I mean, can I just say, go to martinschicago.com and check out our article section, because we have it's- a beautiful article in there with 12 examples of things you can do. So it shows you before and after, and gives you suggestions of how you can use that before and after. Excellent. That
0: what Thank you're looking you for- for? What could mm-hmm. say the website one more time just in case? Oh, martinchicago.com.
1: And then let's go, let's go more. So I got one more than Mark. This one is, uh, this one comes up a lot. It's called the we problem. And it's when you look at a web page and you notice that almost every sentence starts with the word we, our, or the company's name in third person. Uh, oh, to get started, to get started with just writing better copy. Just switch those sentences from starting with the word we, our, or the company name, to start with the word you. That little change is going to force you to rewrite that sentence in a way that the reader understands that now it's positioned for them when they're reading it. And I think that would have the biggest impact. So take a look at those sentences, then go pick your target customer, and then go ahead and work on that customer journey.
0: Thank you for the time. This has been great. I appreciate it, Joe.
1: Thank you, Mr. Carter. Thank you for getting these good things out there. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one.